Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Home Depot has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just $15.98. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental U.S. only. While supplies last. Valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Get Goldfinger today. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to you. games ahead of the Boston Celtics for the two seed now a fantastic win an exciting game against the Sacramento Kings a wonderful showcase of talent from Darren Fox Pascal Siakam Kyle Lowry Norman Powell Serge Ibaka just to name a few of the players Alex Len also somebody that could be counted in the players who had notable games but the Raptors coming out on top 118 to 113 securing the win this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Mo Sampson Folk and ready to detail this game for you in uh, copious amounts of detail. And the best place to start, I think, would be in the first quarter. And it's it would be improper not to highlight that the Raptors did a really great job of starting out this game. Serge Ibaka doing a lot of heavy lifting offensively as far as shot making, shot creating, early. Pretty good job of Pascal and Kyle both to set up their teammates and OG and Norm doing a really great job of spacing the floor out. But Serge Ibaka doing a lot of the damage offensively off the start. The Raptors defending as a whole had a lot of really great stretches in this game. Some a little bit uninspired, but a lot that were really great to watch. The Kings announcers, they couldn't stop talking about it. They were gushing about how great the Raptors defense was in motion. And the Kings offense had a lot of trouble navigating that off the start of the game. The Raptors are causing turnovers. Their their digs are really good on the big men. Uh, Harry Giles, the third for one, and Nemanja Bielica, the other frontcourt player for the Kings. And just handling the, the ball pressure on guys like De'Aaron Fox, really, really impressive stuff early on. And that, that led them to be able to get out in transition. As we know, the Raptors transition offense, that's the best in the league. It's also a huge component of why they're successful offensively. And so that was going well early, and the Raptors jumped out to a 12-point lead. 
that basically stopped in its tracks as soon as Marcus Gasol stepped on the floor. And so Mark, it's his first game back in quite some time since before the All-Star break. So that's nice to see. And he's working his way back in. But as soon as he touched the floor, and this is causality versus correlation, was it completely his fault? Almost certainly not. But the Raptors' half-court offense dried up almost entirely. The Kings punched their way back into the game, on assisted by a couple turnovers by the Raptors to get them going in transition the other way, just being able to hit their shots. They were missing quite a few shots early on. That, I guess, regression to the mean comes back around, right? So they hit their shots a little bit. They climb all the way back into the game. Partly on the back of some nice Alex Len minutes, the first quarter ends at 22-22. So the, the great start for the Raptors, kind of, it, it gets taken away from them to, to a certain extent. Serge Ibaka leaves the floor and it seemed like the Raptors didn't have anybody who wanted to be the shot maker. So there was a bit of a gap in their offense as far as people were willing to go and put the ball in the hole. And that didn't really change going into the second quarter. It was, well, I would say it was sustained by, let's say, the Kings' defense. Let's give them the credit. They did a good job of really clamping down on the Raptors' dribble penetration. The Raptors fielding a lineup of hesitant shooters, people who aren't really just going to go shot for shot. That's why Norm Powell is so important on this team because there's a lot of unselfish players. Same with Serge Ibaka. Both those guys, they're going to hoist it up. And they're both really great when they're hoisting it up. But to start... The second quarter, you have Gasol and Co. out there. And they did run a little bit of split action with Patrick McCaw and OG Ananobi. Obviously, with Gasol as the trigger man, he found McCaw for a three, which did go down. So that was nice to see. But outside of that play, the first four minutes of the quarter for the Raptors, pretty much a barren wasteland. They weren't able to create anything. The Kings, they they took the lead. They actually took a, a decent sized lead, six or seven points. combining all the turnovers from the Raptors not a huge sum of them but enough and there's there's thing about transition is it's not just driven by turnovers or steals or anything like that it's consecutive defensive stops and so the Raptors if they have a guy sitting in the post obviously that guy can't get back on defense as fast as one of the Kings guards and so they had De'Aaron Fox pushing in transition and the Kings bench looking much better in this game than the Raptors bench. Gasol obviously has quite a bit of a ways to come back to where he was before he was injured, and that's fine. The Raptors have been really careful with him. They obviously have the intention of letting him work back slowly. That's why he came off the bench. But as for this game, and in that second quarter, that bench unit was getting throttled. The The Kings doing a great job of leveraging their, their better bench against the Raptors in this one and taking the lead and getting back into it in that way. But the Raptors, you know, they're the champions as ever. They they had a punch back. They found their way back into the game. Ibaka checks back in. He's more than willing to get aggressive on the dive to the bucket. He's scoring points that way. Lowry and Powell both showcasing terrific shot making on, on both of their parts. It was kind of miraculous. And throughout this game, very impressive stuff from both parties. But in that second quarter, especially Lowry just utilizing the pull up. Norman Powell, obviously, spotting up for three, attacking those closeouts, finding the gaps in the defense, and being able to get to the rim, attacking with authority, one would say, and doing a great job of being a supplementary piece of the Raptors' offense, so much to the point that he goes above 30 points in a game once again and continues to be so close to averaging 20 points per game in over a, an extremely long stretch. And so he and Lowry doing a great job of 
floating the Raptors offense in that point. And their defense picks up a little, but Alex Len is in the game. He's one of the newer pickups for the Kings. They traded him. Sorry, they traded Dwayne Dedman, who they signed in the offseason for Alex Len. Alex Len, I've thought, not for a super long time, but for some time that he's been an underrated big. And I wrote about him in the Black Box Report. I said that he would be somebody to watch in this game coming up. He would unlock a lot of things for the Kings. Defensively, he was wonderful. He did a really good job of backstopping their defense. Offensively, hanging out in the dunker spot and just being kind of a threat in the middle. And without question, the Raptors' defense is incredible. They can guard bigs. They can guard guards. They can guard superstars. But when there's an adequate big hanging out in the middle and the Raptors aren't eyeing him up like he is a Joel Embiid or a Vucevic or anything like that, those types of players can kind of slip under the radar against the Raptors and they can wreak havoc a little bit. Len had a super big game. He is fantastic. And he helped keep the Kings in it towards the end of that second quarter. And so the Raptors threw great shot making from Lowry and from Powell and some decent defense that had picked up. They they take the lead back and they go into halftime up one and they look dead set poised to make that much larger and they did so coming straight out of halftime and that's honestly how we got to 31 points from Norm Powell and not quite 31 but 30 points from Kyle Lowry some terrific stretches of play from him both of them included in the latter half of that second quarter and the start of the third but as we've seen from you know quite a few NBA teams they can punch back and these teams they have the counter punch and they're able to hang around the Kings finding a bit of success lately in the season and doing a pretty good job not directly tied to Alex Len although he's been quite good Harry Giles III Alex Len and Nemanja Bielica while not a superstar cast of frontcourt players definitely can hold their own they're all underrated in their own way I think and they all I think help a lot with winning so their frontcourt situation was it was locked down and it was doing pretty well the Raptors and, you know, also being able to bring Buddy Heald off the bench for the Kings as well. It, it provided them with a lot of offense. And the, that's basically where this game was won and lost. And if it had been lost by the Raptors, save for some late game heroics, but the bench got outscored thoroughly. It was a crazy deficit in bench points. I mean, the Raptors, they got outscored, I think, 51-7 to in bench points. And so when we see them climbing back into the game, that's an affectation of that. The Raptors... Even though Lowry is excellent, Norm Powell is excellent, the shot making is top notch. We see, and you know, Siakam will get saddled with some bench minutes, and we'll see that Siakam is trying out some things. He's very experimental with his offense, and there's a lot that he's just trying to get under his, under his belt and just trying to get into all the different ways that he can initiate offense, all the different ways that he can finish offense. So sometimes. He'll settle a little bit, and he's trying things out, and he's just going through the motions of what it means to be a superstar who has who can score at all the different levels of the defense. And while he's not there fully, he at least can attack the defense in a lot of ways, and he's not so deliberate in how he gets his points. It isn't directly tied to any play type outside of transition, which is obviously a big one for him, but as far as whether he's getting help with screens or whether he's getting really good post-entry plays for him and getting to go against mismatches. It's actually the isolation is his number one play type as far as frequency. And so that's that's tough for him. And he's consistently and constantly asked to create nothing or something out of nothing, rather. And so we see this is 
an affectation of that to use that term again but we see the Raptors going through the motions and we'll see that offense kind of dry out but the Kings weren't really having that problem when it was starters versus starters the Raptors scoring super well playing good defense but not shutting out the Kings completely definitely winning those minutes and when it was bench versus bench we saw the Kings completely dominate the Raptors so that was the ebb and flow of the game right there and both teams trying to ride out the disparity of either lineup and the Raptors I guess Nick Nurse is a very confident man very bold guy because he was happy to let a lineup of Terrence Davis Patrick McCaw Gasol and Rondé Hollis Jefferson plus I can't remember who else out there towards the end of the third quarter when the the game seemed to be somewhat in the balance and the Raptors they took that they took that um, that lineup into the fourth quarter and so we saw the Raptors playing a close game I think they're up four at the end of the third quarter but the Raptors trying to fight off these Kings who are finding more competence they're finding a semblance of what's working against these Raptors so Alex Len at the back end of the defense as De'Aaron Fox gets to attack downhill Harrison Barnes on the occasional post up on the weak side Bielitsa spacing out a clever cut to the rim all these things helping them get back in the game and Kent Bazemore also a huge plus off of the off of the bench and in the fourth quarter he came through the lane for a huge dunk to actually take the lead back for the Kings and then Fox right after that really nice floater in the lane to go up three and it looked like oh no what are the Raptors gonna do but of course never doubt the heart of a champion other hyperbolic statements whatever whatever sounds best to you but Kyle Lowry immediately after that goes on a personal 7-0 run. It's a three-pointer. It's two inspiring dashes to the rim, both of which end up with him smashing into the stanchion. And while it is inspiring to see and it's wonderful and it is the guile and the amount of pacing in his brain that he has to, to read the pick and roll and just his downhill attacks is super fantastic, but he's also taking a lot of bumps for a, a game in, I guess, early March when the Raptors look like they will be getting the second seed and look like, well, obviously they clinched the playoffs just, just the last game, but luckily Lowry didn't have to be the full-time closer, but that didn't stop the Kings from trying to take this game back. Immediately after that, Bogdanovich comes out and he hits a three to tie the game up and the Raptors, they go to their own hot hand. They find Norm Powell for a triple. Everybody starts trading baskets. We're getting into the dying minutes of the game and the Raptors, while they have been able to rely on Norm Powell to shoot the gap and get to the rim, he's been fantastic at that, stepping through the lane. Kyle Lowry, we've seen what he's able to do in in this season, honestly. He's been a very, very good decision maker down the stretch. But we saw Pascal Siakam get the reins in this game to make decisions. And what we saw over the last four minutes of the game was incredible decision making and shot making from Pascal Siakam. So that means not only was he able to get to the rim a couple times for really difficult layups, a pull-up three at the end of the shot clock, and two fantastic passes, one of which I thought that was... Well, actually both, I'll describe them. The first of which, him coming on a a pseudo post-up where he's looking to command the double team and pass it off. But if he doesn't get doubled, he'd be happy to go one-on-one and try and score in the post. He did so earlier in the game. But the double comes, he identifies the open man. Luckily for the Raptors and everybody who cheers for them, it's Norm Powell. That shot is almost as good as gold. 
He makes it rain. The next play, he ran a pick and roll with OG Ananobi as the screener. He almost got doubled on the sideline. They pushed him there. But his his sense of awareness and his ability to acknowledge Ananobi's cut to the rim, he able to find he was able to find him on the dive. He threw it down with two hands for safety. And then we saw him getting to the line for free throws, him really, really pushing the envelope against the Kings defense, doing a fantastic job of reading and reacting to what they were showing him. And even that's against a, a team that was throwing, the Kings were throwing a bit of zone defense late in the game. And so Siakam's taking all of this in stride and pretty much had a, a flawless finish to the game as far as his shot making near the rim, his shot making from downtown, his free throw, his free throw shooting. It was just... It was an immaculate job of of Siakam to close the game down the stretch, and it was super fun to see. We had De'Aaron Fox counterpunching on the other end, just the way he's able to create going downhill if he gets even an inch on this initial screen up top. He's so fast. He's going to get into the lane like that. He's very quick, and if he has a guy cutting to the rim from the opposite side, the weak side, that's super dangerous. We saw that with Rashawn Holmes finishing late off of a pass from De'Aaron Fox, but he also hit a pull-up three. And when it came down to brass tacks, and he had to hit a pull-up three to keep things going, to really hang with Siakam, it did rim out, it did catch back rim, and then the game devolved into a a free-throw shooting competition. And the Raptors winning that and doing a great job, closing the game out at 118-113. Super fun game, really impressed with Siakam down the stretch. Always impressed with Norm Powell over these past however many games. OG was good. Serge had a super hot start. Wasn't hot all the way throughout. Gasol obviously needs time to get back to where he was. Terrence Davis still in the midst of whatever rookie wall he's at. But, I mean, you'd be crazy to doubt him. Obviously, there's a good chance he could start a hot streak tomorrow against the Jazz. But we'll see. And, yeah, so Kyle, Norm, Siakam, the usual suspects. Great games from them. Leading the Raptors ahead. And the Reggie Evans Award, I think, will go to Kyle Lowry. I think it's been very evident on this road trip just how reliant the Raptors have been on his minutes and his feel for the game and the court and just how he's able to lead them into winning minutes consistently and winning games consistently. And whether it's grabbing the long rebounds, taking charges, digging in on post players, just being in the lane for a a random back screen every once in a while, and also shooting the lights out in this game and being fantastic as a playmaker. He was just everywhere. He did a fantastic job in this game. So the Reggie Ems Award goes to him. The top quick reaction comment is from BoxOut66. Quote, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel really good when I see OG guarding the opposition's primary option in crunch time. The young man is a one-man wall, end quote. Yeah, he's fantastic. I think that I've talked about this ad nauseum on the the podcast, whether it's weekly or reaction, but the Raptors are incredibly lucky to employ both Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi because it is one of the most perfect things to have at the end of the game. There's a lot of chaos at the end of games usually, and having a rover like Siakam towards the back end or to switch or flatten out screen actions that are being used against your team super important and really rattles a lot of great offenses down the stretch and OG Ananobi is a he is a weighted blanket on any superstar or mid-star or all-star or pseudo-star whatever you want to call him he is able to suppress the shots of any player he comes into contact with so you have the the wonderful team defender in Pascal Siakam and the completely gobsmacking 
individual defender in OG Ananobi. And having both of those guys towards the end of games makes things really difficult for other teams. And then mix in, obviously, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, guys like that. Smart defenders. It's it's a hell of a team, especially down the stretch. They're, they're very tough on other teams in the clutch. So that's it for me. Raptors win. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for engaging with it. I'm, I hope you enjoyed listening. More than anything else, I hope you enjoyed it and the Raptors game. But that's it. I'm out of here, whether you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. The Home Depot has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just $15.98. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental U.S. only. Wasp last. Valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more.